This is a GRDC podcast. Tasmania's high rainfall climate offers cereal growers a high yield potential, though the mild, moist environment also means that growers are on the front line of fungicide resistance issues. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley, and in today's podcast, you'll hear from a Tasmanian grower who takes these challenges in his stride, relying on the latest research to guide his management decisions. Michael Chilvers farms 1,100 hectares at Nile in the northern midlands of Tasmania and is also a member of GRDC's Southern Region Panel. I caught up with Michael at the Hyper Yielding Cereals Project Field Day held at Hagley in northern Tasmania, an event that showcases research into new cereal lines and agronomy strategies to lift feed grain productivity. According to Michael, there are valuable lessons to take home from field days such as this. It shows us, A, you know, what's possible at the top end and, and, and we scale that back to our environment and it shows us what we need to be really looking for and what the, what the sort of constraints are, apart from the stuff we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis, which might be, you know, an irrigator that's got bogged or... You know, it's got too wet over winter and we need to put more nitrogen on. It's it's knowing that, crikey, actually we have to be really careful of these diseases as well because we know from this work we're seeing today that a disease coming in late, even close to flowering, can wipe 30% of our yield off. And we've spent that money to get that 30%. So that's where, that's where, that's where it'll bite us. If we've, if we've spent a lot of money up front and either we don't follow through on irrigation... So, you know, it's those last couple of things that you get the stitch from spending a lot of money and you think, oh, I'm, I'm over it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll call this done. And you've just dropped two tonnes of yield because you just didn't do that last, either couple of irrigations or the last fungicide. or that. So that's, that's what I take away and I think that's what a lot of growers see is that, yeah, actually, if we follow through, you know, the returns are good and this, this model works. What's brought you to this field day? What brings me to this field day every year is to see what I'm doing as a grower fits in with what's possible out of the, the germplasm we're, we're using. So if we're growing Einstein wheat, if we're growing Relay um, or a Crock, which are sort of currently those top tier varieties, um, where, where are we sitting in relation to what's probably genetically possible in our environment? And paying particular um, attention to the particular phenology of that variety. So, in our environment, when do we want a, when do we want our crop flowering? When do we want our crop filling? Um, and given we've got irrigation, we want it filling as late as we can. We want it to spend as much time growing a vegetatively and b extend that reproductive period for as long as we can. Nice, soft, long finish. Um, that's what we're after. So we're, we're really looking, we're not looking at the, the variety as such, but we're looking at the phenology of where that, where that germplasm sits. Here in Tassie, we've got most of the diseases and a few others that other people don't have in terms of, um, particularly in barley, but in our wheat, you know, our, our septoria, our, um, our mildews becoming resistant to a few of the fungicides. So we're sort of, unfortunately, I guess, leading the way in in, in fungicide management and, and how to deal with these really high pathogen loads in a, in a high rainfall zone environment where we're irrigating as well and pushing yield. So that's, that's what keeps me coming back is that, that I know what we're doing is on that top end of what's possible. 
and we need to know what's you know what's potentially going to go wrong where where should we be looking and where are we going to get the best return for that extra dollar we spend so you and other growers who uh, are like you in this part of the, the state you, you say you can come here and take a look at what might be uh, possible but what do you think is the potential ah good question i think the potential so i'll break it down the potential of of me targeting my best field in a particular year and saying i'm going to push this particular paddock to to its maximum and i reckon i'm going to target you know 14 tons this year so in that paddock that's really appropriate my farm average might be sitting around eight and maybe i can get my farm average to eight and a half but what i learned from that targeting 14 is how i bring the average up so what we take away as growers is i think you know how do we approach getting our farm average up? I'm always really keen to point out that it's helping growers in the whole high rainfall zone and even in the medium rainfall zone in a wet year when suddenly their crops are growing really well and they've gone from looking for you know a six ton yield to perhaps you know they're going to push seven, seven and a half. Crikey, should we be putting growth regulators on? How much nitrogen should we put out? You know, then they can look back to this and say, well, you know, actually to grow a really high yield, here's a, here's here's a bit of a recipe. It's not a, you know, it doesn't fit everywhere, but this is the basics of what you need to do. And a lot of it is about the basics. Um, how can I transfer that to my environment? And, and you know, I think this, this work has relevance really widely. The other important thing you were talking about, of course, was fungicide and fungicide resistance. So how are you managing fungicide um, uh, resistance or fungicide management just at your, on your own property? Yeah, so we've gone away from, you know, we hardly ever do wheat on wheat anymore. Um, we'll bale and or burn a lot of our stubble. Um, a lot of our stubble gets um, cows run on it over winter, so we'll, we'll you know, do a, a fodder crop straight into that standing stubble and then just that all gets pugged back into the ground and, and recycled back in. So, you know, and then it'll be a, a spring or summer crop after that, so there's another break crop there. So we're sort of trying to extend that um, intercrop period out. Uh, it's, it's really hard. We have green bridges because we're running pivots everywhere. Um, we've got crow clients, we've got pasture, we've got sheep, we've got, you know. So it, it's a real challenge and that's, I see, um, you know, that and weeds obviously are our big issues going forward. So as well as rotating crops, you're also rotating your chemistry? That's critical and the more we learn from things like today, if, you know, the, the limited number of shots you get, say, with a strobe for your, uh, for your mildews and stuff. And I've seen it, I've seen... You know, we had uh, we had a crop of Manning wheat that we just couldn't control it. We just there was nothing we could throw at it that would stop it, and it it robbed probably two tons of yield. Um, so yes, you do have to rotate. Um, obviously, we you know we're, we're trying to do best practice, but we've also got this massive inoculum load and this massive pressure because we're growing high yielding um, irrigated crop that's you know, in a, in a cool, moist environment. Well, as a grain grower in Tasmania, you're also a, um, a member of GRDC's Southern Panel. And how important is the uh, grower network that you have in formulating what should be research priorities for the Southern region? All these positions, I think it's important that you come to them with a 
big picture view. So you're not just representing your patch. You know, you're representing a whole rainfall zone or a whole region. Um, and so a network that gives you contacts on the ground as to what particular issues are pertinent in particular areas, I think is really important because it, it expands your horizon and it expands your understanding of, you know, what issues are important and where the crossover is. So what you can take out of one area's learnings to, to put into another one to start the basis of some, some you know, new field of study or more questions that have come out of something that's already happened in the past. So, yeah, really important. Tasmanian grain grower and Southern Region Panel member, Michael Chilvers. For more information on GRDC's investments or the Southern Panel, visit the GRDC website, grdc.com.au. I'm Tony Crowley, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast. <laughs>